Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Flight Plate Podcast. I am a co-host, Josh Wenis, joined, as always, by touring professional and challenge winner between the two of us for the All-Stars Challenge, Jordan Castro. Jordan, how are we doing, man? It feels great. I am winning. I am happy. I smoked you. It's just awesome. It's, it, I'm happy to be here. It's been awesome. Yeah, awesome to tune in on the All-Star coverage and just playing a whole bunch of lessons going on and now it's Tuesday, and now we got to record, so we've got action-packed show like usual, so I'm excited to get this show on the road. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on, and it doesn't have anything to do with the Super Bowl. Who cares about that? Over and done with. Congratulations, Presnell. Let's uh, let's move right on into the All-Star Weekend. Like Jordan alluded to here, uh, he, he picked up the victory in the, the challenge between him and I as far as picking some of this stuff goes, and... Uh, yeah, I, I, to be honest, it was it was a little closer at the end than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it looked it looked hairy for me going into the MPO, but man, it got close there. It was actually the last couple holes that it, it finally evened itself out. Yeah, for sure. Like I was, I mean, I was kind of teaching some lessons here in Phoenix. I just kind of uh, someone asked me about it, like I said in the previous podcast, and I just kind of put my schedule out there on an app, and people just signing up left and right. So I tuned in for. Um, like say half the day on one day, then half the day the other way, just because it's so busy doing that. But yeah, it was awesome. The coverage is good. And like all the camera angles and that course was just so beautiful. All them angles, the whole design and uh, what they, like I said, like what they've been saying all along is, I mean, that course is going to be permanent. And it's, it's super exciting for that Tucson group. I mean, you go to Tucson, I mean, it's there's disc golf there, but like, it's kind of like a pitching, but there's nothing good too. So to have them with that championship level or just like that better course is going to be very exciting for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you'd said that, you know, this this special layout that they had designed for this was, uh, you know, partially to make sure that the camera angles were pretty and everything like that. But holy crap, were they ever. I mean, it looked phenomenal uh, on TV, that's for sure, or on, on Disc Golf Network. Man, it was beautiful. And I got to admit, I'm going to go right out on, on a limb here right away and say this weekend did not disappoint in any way, shape, or form for me. Um, I know, yes, it's the first live disc golf that we've had as far as coverage goes in a couple of months, but man, oh man, I was thoroughly entertained from beginning to end, from the draft all the way through the, the final uh, MPO singles event, and it was just a lot of fun. Um, you know, catching up with you kind of intermittently and kind of that kind of thing and talking to a few people that I know from Twitter as well while it was going on. That was a lot of fun. I missed that. I definitely have. So it was good to be a, uh, be a part of it and see it again here for sure. So let's jump right in and just talk. We're going to talk. We already talked about the draft. We released that episode after the draft um, or at least the video of us talking about the draft. The draft in and of itself, if you didn't see the video, was entertaining. I mean, it was good. It was fun to watch. It was a neat neat deal that they put up there. But let's move into the skills competition. Let's start right off on Friday. Overall, I thought this was uh, a huge success. I thought it was a lot of fun watching these uh, these athletes. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see the FPO. Uh, I, I got to see the tail end of the, the putting, I guess. But I didn't get to see the FPO with the... the um, Accuracy uh, the other, skills, yeah. yeah, accuracy and the distance. So I came in right as accuracy was finishing up, and they were moving over to the putting. And so I got to see all of the MPO stuff, but just that little bit of the FPO. But overall, let's just talk right off the bat as far as the skills competition goes. What did you think was? Who did you think stood out from the skills competitions? Each of them. Let's talk about distance. Let's talk about accuracy and let's talk about putting on the fpo side did you have anybody that stood out specifically for you yeah i think it was uh katrina honestly with their distance on the distance one in general too i mean i've been, i was like i said i've been playing with her for a few few times already at like our monday leagues here in phoenix or whatever so like all her discs felt like they were just like right so close that she was getting that heiser flip to the flat but she wasn't in that full S turn. So like watching the distance where she was getting it, and especially the Tucson might be just barely a different elevation than we are too. So she might've been getting that turn or like had a lot more reps since that. Cause I mean, it, it was like a week, week and a half. So like to see her get that full S was amazing too. And like, I mean, same, same with Kona too. I mean, getting those new discs, I mean, it's hard. Cause like when you switch sponsors like that, a lot of the discs are, pretty much new so like you don't know how the new flights are realistically or if you throw like too overstable you're fading out left if you throw too understable you're you're flipping out right so uh just to see that mixed motion emotion was pretty sweet 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. In, in going back and watching it, it was uh, definitely impressive. It's always fun to see, at least for me. I know a lot of people talk about you know big open courses and whatnot, and seeing people just bomb isn't that entertaining. But for me, that always is. I mean, I'm the guy who loved the home run derby and all that good stuff in baseball. So I, I love to see that. As it's fun to see them just pump out and, and see what they can throw out there. So excellent. Uh, accuracy, what did you think about the shot shaping challenge uh, as far as standouts? Yeah, I only got to catch up with the uh, women or the FPO side of the uh, the the accuracy or whatever, and it looked brutal just because the wind was so like it was a huge headwind. So one of the man like there was two trees, you had to go like through it, underneath it, above it, to the left, to the right. So it was super hard. I mean, the distance it looked like it was almost like up to three hundred feet or so or whatever. So it looked it looked tough, and like with that left or right headwind, it was just like the the the, the disc wasn't allowed to do it. But like. Madison, I mean, she killed it, like, in that win, throwing that uh, underweight class, like, that 150 to 160, so, like, that was super impressive, too. Then, like, Sarah throwing that flex shot through the middle and getting that that hyzer flip to the, like, just that turn with it with the sidearm, then coming back, and it was just awesome to watch. I mean, that, that shot's hard, and, like, obviously, you do it on the course, like, 10 out of 10 times, realistically, then you get all that pressure, and it's just like, oh, this is way harder, you know, because, like, that's a shot, like, they didn't really get to practice, you know, because, like... It's just, all right, day of, this is what you're doing, and what's the distance? How's the downhill? How's this? How's that? So it was just, like, tricky, but, like, any other win, it would have been, like, it would have been, I think, way cooler, I think, or whatever. It's just, like, that's just unlucky, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I, I think the setup was really cool um, as far as that goes. It, it just was that brutality of the wind. Um, that, that that was a bummer for sure. And I agree with Madison seeing her out there uh, throwing that lighter weight stuff. That's the first thing that I thought of when you had mentioned before I started watching that it was windy. And that was the first thing I thought of was her in the, in the wind. I didn't know how that was going to go. But she did great. So let's move on to putting. And I don't know if you can say much about the putting besides talking about Heather Young. I, I mean, she yeah. just dominated that. That right. was I, that was nuts. But I think we got to give a special shout out. And I mentioned this to you. This blew my mind. Owen Scoggins putting with two different putters, like two different discs, not just different of the same mold, two different molds completely. Like that, that blew my mind. And the only person I've ever seen putt with a Nova, I, I've just never seen. Granted, I'm young in the sport, but uh, I've never seen anybody putt with a Nova. And she went out there and banged, changed just as well as anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. And like. Like you said, it's it's rare, especially at the top level. You don't see that often unless there's wind. I mean, we're only doing it if there's like a huge headwind, like say like Maricopa or just playing that huge wind where you switch to like a entropy zone pig or just yeah. like that overstable putter. But like that's still hard to do because like we don't practice it that much too. So it was definitely interesting to watch and like watching the uh, the singles. I mean, that's what she's doing too. She's just Nova, 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 and like you messaged me, and he's just like, "What is what is Owen doing?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "Oh, she's playing with the Nova." I was like, "I didn't think she did that because like when you watch her in like coverage or whatever, it's like a blue solid putter, and now you can see that flight plate difference is just like mind blowing." But she looked uh, at least to, to counter that to go with it, and maybe it was a little bit windier than I thought as far as in the the doubles and singles competition. I'm pretty sure she had the Nova out there at times putting with it too, which is that just again blew me away. Like in the putting practice kind of deal, I could get it, but uh, wow, that was just just crazy to me, new for me, and and awesome. Uh, let's switch over to MPO now. Did you get a chance to catch the MPO or no? The only I only got to catch like a little bit of the doubles and the singles. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So I'll just go real quick through the MPO. Uh, for me, standouts, I mean, with the distance, I, I got to give a shout out to Calvin Heinberg. I definitely did not expect the distance that he pumped out out of him. I know he can throw far. Don't get me wrong. But when you've got, you know, Garrett Gerthy and Drew Gibson up there with him, I, I just didn't anticipate that. So uh, shout out to Calvin for that. For the shot shaping, I have to go with the guy that I thought was going to do great with it, as anybody should, Nico LaCastro. Uh, he came out and did really well. Kevin Jones uh, did very well, too, which is fun to see. And then uh, putting, you know, there's there's a lot of people that did pretty well in the putting. Nobody did score-wise as well as Heather Young did. I, I will say that. She put up the most points, if I remember correctly, um, period. But I got to give a shout-out to Paul Uliberry. And this is because he went through and struggled – putting and I know he'll say it too he would say that too that he struggled with that putting until he got to the bonus the 66 footer and he he came closest out of anybody at least I think I know a couple people caught some chains but he caught the the edge of the the cage itself 
that was darn close. And I got to give him a shout out for that because that's that's fun. I love seeing long putts like that and and just fun. Uh, let's talk about elevated too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elevated and just oh man. Let's talk about the format in general as far as the skills go, because uh, we've seen we saw all of it as far as the different different formats. What did you think about it overall? I mean, I know we talked about the shot shaping and just the different way that they had that set up. Did you think that was a fairly good representation? You're getting all the shots that you would normally see on a course. Right. Yeah, I, it's I, I liked everything about like the whole event. I think the the hardest part for me was just kind of understanding the like the skill shot through the middle of the tree. You know how like it was all taped up or whatever. So like that was yep. super hard. And like then same with the putting. I think that that, that was the biggest like weirdest thing as I was tuning in. It's like you would putt like one way, then you had to go to the other tree to a yeah. different basket, and like that was just like confusing. Like I had no idea until like they explained it, and like once I watched a few rounds, I was like, oh, that makes sense because you got the straddle, you got the distance, you got the the angles, the elevated. So, but like those are the putts we do. Those are the shots we do constantly. So like it's extra extra practice. And like you said, I don't I don't know if they got practice through it or if it was just like all right there's the spot, go try and make it type thing. So it was, it was just awesome to just to watch. I mean, competitive. Yeah, I agree. And it did look like just as far as that practice part of it goes, I know when they went to like their commercial break between the women and the men, uh, when they came back to the men before the distance and everything, they showed some of the guys out there putting. So I'm sure they did give them a chance to get out there, but I agree. Nonetheless, I mean, it was kind of confusing at first, but then it was interesting to see how they had it set up. So very, very cool. I love the format. Skills, I think, is great. Uh, the distance, I mean, it was a distance comp. I think that was just fine. Um, I think, I, I don't know how, it, it seemed to, we seem to see a lot of shots go out of bounds, which you're going to see in a distance competition, I assume. But at the same point, I wonder how tight of a fairway that is. I mean, I'm a bad gauge of that. So, But I mean, a, a little bit wider of a fairway would have been kind of cool to see some distance shots some so guys could really get pumped out there. But um it was fun overall. I enjoyed it. I love skill shot or skill competitions like this, just like the NBA does. I think it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And just to touch base on that, I think it was a huge change and like a better change from last year, where it's just like you played the doubles, then you whoever shot like fourteen down or whatever, that's the score going in, going to single. So like that was a huge change. And uh, specify on the distance too. I think it's a huge like it's way better to do it like say have out of bounds left or right because like if a shot goes 600 feet and it goes 200 feet the opposite way then it's just like all right now i gotta try and do that so like it helps yeah. it's it's like a distance control shot so it doesn't give really an advantage to anybody it's just like all right throw your distance in between the lines too so i i like i liked everything about it and like i said i think it was a it was a, a win-win for everybody i got to tune in i got to watch i got to interact with uh the Twitter sphere and just to see all the good shots. I mean, you saw Eagle. I mean, that Nico, like, oh my gosh, like I turned on the computer, turned on the disc golf network and within 30 seconds that happened, then he just started running and going ballistic. But it was just, it was just awesome. Just, I mean, kudos to them. And it's crazy that like literally people are in Vegas right now. We're traveling to Vegas and season starts next weekend or next middle of the week too. That it's Here we go, man. Here October. We go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll definitely talk about uh, what you mentioned there with Nico and Eagle because I want to touch on both of those too. But uh, I, I absolutely loved uh, – it was fun watching doubles too. Like that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was – you could definitely tell some of the folks who maybe didn't have a whole lot of experience playing doubles, maybe the, strate- uh, the strategic advantage that some players might have had as far as knowing when to run things, when not to run things. Um, and, and it seemed to be that it was, you know, overall enjoyed by a lot of people. A lot of the fans that I saw, uh, talking about it on Twitter were, were wildly happy with the, this, the doubles competition. And then that singles, I, that was a lot of fun too. I thought it was an interesting way that they seeded it as far as it being the picks, but, and it, it made some interesting matchups. I mean, uh, just some really, really interesting matchups talking about like, you know, just at the top Kelvin and Eagle. I mean, there's two guys who are at the top of the, the, tier upper echelon of the disc golf community anyways but uh, a couple of different players and you know talking about singles an eagle left-handed 300 and some odd feet uh that's that's crazy right i mean i'm not i'm not wrong on that right mind blowing <laughs> especially going downhill towards the water it, i was like what's he doing then he just did it and i was like instantly tweeted and it was just like 
people were just amazed and like they're like could you yeah. do that and i was like no like i wouldn't even try to do it like i would try to throw a sidearm and just play it low and just try to skip it up there like throw it 200 feet then just have it so fast and hard and just like yep. rocket it through there but yeah i mean he's he's been practicing that too because i know like his shoulder and his sidearm yep. during the um when he's had that injury, I mean, this isn't the first time that he's hurt his elbow or shoulder or just whatever. So like he's, he, I mean, as a top athlete, like top five, top three, top two in the world, like you have to practice. And like, obviously he's practicing lefty and like he's throwing 350, 400 feet, which is just mind blowing. So like, yeah, I wonder yeah. if he's going to bust it out at uh, Vegas to be honest. Cause like there's some shots out there that you might need to throw a sidearm. So hopefully he's recovered. If not, then like, he might just have to kind of sacrifice or do something crazy out there. Yeah, I know he said that Vegas he felt like was – he could get by with the, the just the backhand. And, I mean, he might bust out that lefty for, or lefty backhand just a little bit. But um, he, he said we're not – he's not done with it. But he is, you know, biting off a few of the tournaments coming up that are more, you know, some left hand – or some uh, forehand stuff that are required. He's kind of yeah. backing like Waco, off on those. I think so, so yeah. Yeah. Which is a bummer, but we want him to be healthy too. Like right. we want him on tour and healthy. So, um, and the crazy thing about that is, is that same hole on the doubles he threw lefty, uh, but he hit the tree, so he got caught up in the tree. So not just being able to throw that distance, but then also to adjust. You know, miss it one day and come back the next day and hit it like that's just absolute bananas. Um, and Nico Castro, I mean, throwing in a five hundred and thirty-seven ish foot ace downhill. Uh, on a crazy hyzer skip ace. It. yep yep and uh skipping the, like the skip on that was nuts too i mean the way that that was and it caught the hill just perfectly um and his reaction was nico in a nutshell which is right. great uh, he's, he's right. such a character it's so fun i did see somebody talk about that they've seen that so many times on replay and as he's going around giving high fives at first he actually misses somebody giving a high five and actually catches them like on the forehead in the hat right <laughs> i didn't right. see that but you know it hits a 500 and some odd foot ace and misses a one foot high five but uh it got on sports center top 10 plays number 10 should have been higher but right. i mean disc yeah. golf on espn it's better than nothing. And like, there's just so many sports going on too. And I mean, like I said, I turned it on right. Perfect time. And it just happened. Then all of a sudden, like it, it was a shot that he let go. I was like, all right, where's it coming? And they just panned to the basket. Then all of a sudden, like the basket got in the way. It was just like, yeah, you know, like you don't hit a shot like that. And when we played Arizona States, the previous like tournament at that uh, resort, we played the opposite. So we're teeing off from like green and throwing where they teed off. So it was a complete opposite. So like, we were playing 536 uphill as a part three, and they're like, oh, someone's going to get it. I was like, dude, no one's getting even close. I think I was the closest at like 150 feet away, which is just like, all right, tap in, tap in par, and walk away. So, but like, kudos to Nico. I mean, it was good for him, and like, any promotion on disc golf is huge for us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, and, and then to go along with that, as if that wasn't enough, at the end of the round on the 18th hole, needing to sink a putt or throw in i guess it was more of a throw in than a putt but uh eagle mcmahon steps up with a tree branch right in front of him and has to kind of hyzer this toss around it and i i don't know do you have an idea of distance on that i mean watch it had, that it had to be like 100 120 yeah. 150 at least so like he definitely spun it in there and like like i said eagle when he when you put that pressure on him it's just like those top four guys five guys in the world they're gonna do something crazy then then Calvin stepping up to his what 35 40 footer and just making it no problem yeah uh, uphill uphill I mean he was just inside the circle but uphill I mean with the pressure on the line knowing full well that last year at the all-star event he missed the putt to seal the win so I mean on top of that that's just but Eagle McMahon stepping up and throwing that like that was crazy the disc goes off one side of the branch and he starts running out the other side of the branch because he had to throw it around it and fist goes up in the air before it's even in the cage because he's that confident in it. And just what what a moment. I mean, we've seen such crazy stuff with disc golf lately, and it's going to get even better. That was a great way to cap off the All-Star event. We saw uh, Team Katrina win on the, the FPO side and Team Calvin win on the MPO side. Let's and go. As mentioned, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and as we mentioned before, Mr. Jordan Castro beating me in the predictions – um after making it close it was close uh but man that was fun and the broadcast i love the broadcast disc golf network killed it again all the commentary between nate 
Val and uh, Terry Miller and then Jamie Thomas out on the, the course. Great. Good stuff. And then even the interviews with uh, Holly Finley being out there for the doubles on the course and Paul Uliberry doing the same thing. I love having Paul on commentary. That's It was so fun. Absolutely. And especially the commercials. Uh, everything was good. Yeah. Everything was solid. Like It was a awesome broadcast and like how they went to one card, then they went to the other card yeah. and this and that. And uh, especially like it's awesome just to see like Team Katrina win because you know how like Team Page is just like all right we're we're gonna smoke these guys and all of a sudden the underdog and I love Team Kelvin too yeah yeah same yeah, thing Kelvin too yeah. everyone thought that Eagle had it stacked and everything yeah. and and I I agree I mean they were they were huge teams but man that was that was so fun I, I was yeah. so happy with how that turned out and uh, kudos the only thing that I would say that I wasn't a super big fan of was the unfortunate thing of the singles that we didn't have footage of the wild card players and their their rounds so madison and holly and then um paul and um garrett we didn't have any turn uh, coverage of them i'm sure it's just you know that was a last minute thing it seemed like and then not having enough cameras i'm sure was part of it which is fine but um i would have liked to have seen a little bit of that too but it is what it is absolutely um we'll see those guys in vegas and the girl, girls in vegas you know those those exactly. people are gonna be on top card or within the oh, yeah. feature cards already so it's gonna happen we know it They'll get their Absolutely. And, you know, moving right along, like you said, Vegas is just around the corner, which is super exciting. And with that, Disc Golf Pro Tour actually made an announcement uh, just today about their media coverage and their media plan for 2022 season. And this is really exciting. I was very excited to see this because not only are they still providing, obviously, all of the Elite Series events and then the, the final round of Silver Series events as they have before, um, but they are also covering all the majors, including USDGC and the European Open. Um, that is awesome. I, I was mind blown with that. It's going to include that USDGC is one of those tournaments that I absolutely love because I think the course is different and it's fun and obviously it's historic. And so to have it not be behind a pay-per-view wall anymore is just amazing for me. I'm super excited about that. The price, you know, it did go up a couple dollars a month, but uh, if you're doing the monthly thing, uh, but they still have the half price if you're a PDGA member, which is awesome. Uh, but And they also announced that there's going to be specific events where you're going to be able to purchase round coverage or per round coverage or per event coverage without a subscription. Depending on the event, it could be, you know, uh, five, ten bucks, or it could be ten bucks for an event or higher or five bucks an event uh, around or higher, excuse me. So great stuff coming from DGPT. So great that I saw that Ricky Wysocki even said that he's getting a subscription this year. Yeah, I, I have one as well, too. I mean, after our rounds or even before our rounds, we tune in all the time. I think this is huge. I mean, moving forward, like, as the, the game is progressing, I think this is needs to happen, like, as, as much as it's, like, people aren't a fan of it. But, like, for that price, like, it's kind of like going to uh, a sporting event for, like, your kids or something. I mean, you pay $5, $10, and that's only a couple hours. But, like, this one you can get, like, three hours each day, which is awesome, too, and, like, that live coverage just tuning in just seeing that ace and just seeing that throwing is just like if you didn't see it you would hear about it on social media which is just like you can't spoil live sports so like same thing with all sports you know like it, there's gonna be pros and cons but like as a pro like i play it it supports them it supports us because like then people can watch us then people could watch live and like obviously this is going to be huge like i think i saw some today on on Twitter that uh, a good podcast, like the workaholics or whatever, they were talking about disc golf and Jomez. And they're like, I just picked up disc golf and saw this and that. It was just like mind blowing to see. And like, we're so close. We're so close from getting that, like moving forward, which is mind blowing. Cause like, like I said, like previous podcasts, like this is insane. This is so insane how fast we're growing too. in the last two years, three years. I'm like, who knows what it could be in the next two years. Yeah, it's it's truly crazy to see the number of outside sponsors outside of the sport that we're seeing come into the sport. Uh, that's only going to help things down the line, too. And uh, it's just such good stuff, such good stuff for sure. Uh, so special thanks out to Disc Golf Pro Tour for releasing that and taking the step beyond. I saw somebody post a little snarkily about, you know, well, sure, you're getting USDGC and European Open, but you're still paying $2 extra per, per month. And I'm like, come on, like, let's... 
let's be happy here, guys. I mean, we're not to the point of having like MLB extra innings and or you know the NFL whatever Sunday they ticket. call their yeah Sunday ticket and NBA league pass and all that other junk. I mean, let's just enjoy it while we can. This is our chance to get live disc golf and yeah. uh, it's good stuff. So. Definitely very, very awesome. Uh, looking forward to all the coverage. And I also saw, speaking of Disc Golf Pro Tour, they had an announcement was made about somebody joining their commentary team in Brian Earhart. That's awesome. Yeah, I, absolutely. I love, I love Brian. I love listening to him commentate because he has such a great uh, a great way of explaining things. And that's the, the – the, um, with all the lessons that he gives and training that he gives, I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. But – he has such a great way of explaining it, and he's got a good I, – I, as weird as it sounds, he's got a good talking voice. It's fun to listen to him. So definitely looking forward to him joining and adding his expertise to the uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour. Yeah, absolutely. And like he posted about too on his social media, on his Instagram, is basically his second slide was saying, hey, I've heard feedback, p- positive and negative, and he's working towards it to be better. I mean, that's that just shows you just like he knows what – it's happening and like he understands the disc he understands what people are saying and obviously you take that feedback and progress so like i'm really excited i texted him and he's just like dude i'm, I'm so happy you texted me i can't wait to see you in vegas but like i sent a text just to congratulate him and because like it's hard because he wants to still be involved with disc golf but with that injury it's just like you can't like you can't so like what other ways you can do it and like this is a perfect spot for him so i'm happy for him and i can't wait to see him in vegas in a few days yeah, absolutely. A uh, huge special shout out to him. I, he'll probably not listen to this, and that's fine. But um, I got to say it anyways because he seems like a genuinely good dude. Everything that I've heard about him has been nothing but positive. And uh, to take care as much as he does for his students uh, within the game is uh, something special. That's for sure. So good things happen to good people, and a shout out to Brian for that. Looking forward to it. Uh, so let's get into a disc review. It's been a couple weeks since we've done one of these bad boys. Um, but we picked a disc here tonight that is, uh, in my bag for sure. And I believe it's in yours as well. Um, and that is the entropy. And this is a fun, fun disc. Uh, I enjoy it an awful lot. I actually have a brand new one that I'm putting in the bag here this year. Uh, for anybody that cares about numbers, this is the entropy, a putt and approach four, three, zero, three. So very, if you're looking for a comparison, the common comparison is very zone like, um, uh, zone ish. I should say, uh, but man, I, I like this disc. I use this a lot for uh, forehands primarily, but I'm starting to get into it a little bit more with the backhand. I'm going to lean on that a little bit more this year um, and try it out. But uh, yeah, I love the entropy. I'll let you riff on it for a little bit here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same way. I actually throw the electron once, so it's kind of like that baseline uh, kind, and I'm a huge fan of it. So I throw it a lot for sidearm and uh, backhand approaches. I mean, I got uh, the... The Gyro Knot fans, the MVP family, hooked me up. They sent me like six or seven so I can kind of work in it and have backups. I actually sent one to Madison Walker because she was very interested. So she got hers. Uh, she's been loving it with that forehand and that backhand approach. And, like, it's a shot where I can throw it hard on either way, and it's going to have that consistency, that that fade to the, the, the overstable uh, finish too, which is very nice. And right now I have two in the bag because I'm trying to work in my brand new one. It's kind of I think it might be the one you sent me, the gray one. Um, but my white one, it looks like a snowflake and it's like very beat up. I used it a lot at Maple Hill. And as, if you could check the scores, which I don't recommend, I had a lot of bogeys. I mean, I hit a <laughs> lot of trees because of that. So like that thing is pretty beat up right now. So, but like, it's, it's kind of like that high speed understable, slow speed overstable, which is what I want. And it's like my throwing putter so I can do anything with it. But yeah, I highly recommend it. And just like, no matter what plastic you're going to find, it's going to be, it's going to handle that torque, that power, and that have that overstable finish. And, like, them golf greens in Vegas, I mean, I'm excited. Like, a disc that I can just throw hard at the ground and with that baseline plastic, it's going to grab. So, like I said, I'm excited just to throw that out there. I mean, a lot of the par fours, I mean, you're going to have to throw 400 feet then have a 200, 300-foot approaches. So, like, that's the perfect shot I want. And Because and, if I club up, it's going to go too far. If I club down, then it's not going to get there. So, like, this is the cross between hybrid, which is I'm a fan of. Yeah, and you, you club up in that situation, you run the risk of using a fairway driver that's going to skip on you, and that's, you know, 
there's dry greens that's never a good thing you know know well and sure about that but um with the entropy like uh like you said i mean that that gray one that you talked about the electron one uh that that i had in my bag for a while i didn't use it a whole lot because the zone that i bag is a jawbreaker plastic so they do the same thing in the fact that they sit and they don't go anywhere when they hit the ground and that's really what i was looking for um are kind of the opposite of what I was looking for since I already had the zone. So now I have one of the new plasma envies. I'm very, very stoked on that. It's an awesome pink color. Um, and just, uh, ready to go with that, get that out, get out and play that. And actually probably talk a little bit more about playing starting next week here, as I have a tournament coming up, which is exciting. Uh, but yeah, that's right. That's right. Get yourself an entropy. I promise you it's not, it's not a carbon copy of the zone. It's definitely different. Um, but, Man, it's a fun disc to throw, and like I said, the plasma ones are just pretty, and the electron ones will stop right on a dime, basically. They're not going to give you much skip at all, so good, good stuff. Uh, next up, we got to talk about a couple other tournaments that have happened recently um, with, that involve one person in particular, La Mirada, which we talked about last week a little bit, and then Wintertime Open this last weekend, back-to-back wins for Cupcake, Jacob Curtis, Cordis, excuse me, and... Uh, Wow. I mean, what great golf this guy is playing. Unbelievable. Like Shelly finishing strong, going back to home state with that, uh, with that like motivation and just throwing the disc well and like shredding the winter time, shredding the La Mirada. He, I think he had like nine birdies to finish, which is just like, he was feeling it. And like that course is just like a lot of slopes, a lot of trees. So like you throw a shot, get up and down, throw a shot, get up and down. Like he has a phenomenal putt. Like I play with him a couple of times and like, he plays aggressive. He reminds me of AB because they kind of grow up together and just like, all right, I throw 600 feet. Now I'm 80 feet away. Let's run it for the, for the Eagle. But like dude's on a fire and like, I haven't checked if he's playing Vegas or not, but I, I assume so. And like, if he, he is, has that, yeah. okay. Okay. But like he has that momentum going in right now. He has, it's like, he's hot right now. So like he could honestly be a contender too. And like, once he gets that dialed in, man, like it's scary. I'm super, I'm scared of him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. And and this is I, – I know Jordan's mentioned a couple times that he's listened to the show. We appreciate that. Uh, cupcake, I, I don't know you well enough to call you a cupcake, but I'm going to anyways. Outstanding. So happy to see this. It's awesome. We got to get you on the show. Let's let's just be blunt about that. We got to get you on and interview you. Uh, but let's transition that into our secret stat of the week brought to us by PDGA Stats on Twitter. Uh, hit me up with this one. It was another time that I didn't have to say anything, and they're just reading our minds and giving us great stats to go in the show here. And this is about Jacob Cordes. Uh, Jacob, who reached the first time, reached 1,000 rating, a rating of 1,000 for the first time last week, just this last week, has now taken down La Mirada Golden State Open and Wintertime Open in back-to-back weeks. And in that time, he has averaged a 1041 round rating. And he shot in those uh, in the last month. He's played eight scored rounds, eight rated rounds. Five of those are the highest rounds he's ever shot. So five of the last eight rounds he's played have been the highest ratings that he's had ever, which is just bananas. And that includes the the ten ninety at Maricopa. That's insane. Uh, it's just mind blowing. So so nuts. Dude's on fire, super happy for him, and excited to see, like you said, what he can bring to Las Vegas and keep that momentum moving. Yeah, good, absolutely. Good and, and maybe playing Memorial, too, where he just busted out that 1090. So just like if he busts out three 1090s, he's going to win by 25 strokes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's. There's a question quick for you, uh, just going off of that. So last year in Las Vegas, we saw um, Ezra Aderhold shoot the 1099 round. Do you think we see I, – I don't remember. I, I'm trying to remember. I heard on another podcast. I don't think there was an 1,100-rated round shot last year. So do you think that's something we see this year? I mean, does Vegas set up that well for something like that with what Ezra did last year? So I actually watched the whole previews yesterday. Then I texted Presnell. I was like, hey, Presnell, I'm sorry, but they removed your ace hole, man. So uh, your, oh, no. your, your ace hole has <laughs> gone forever. So your sports center moment's gone. But I think the changes are going to be a little bit tougher. But I think realistically, I think someone's going to bust out a, a 14 or 15, and it's going to be close to 1,100. I mean, I think the highest wow. at Vegas is going to be like a 1085. That's what I think I, someone's, someone's going to happen. And like Las Vegas, I mean, it's hard to like – 
explain, but it's not because like you throw 400 feet. Then, like I said, you have that 200, 300 foot approach. So like, obviously the holes are hard. It's just kind of like, all right, put yourself in position, then score or try to get up and down too. So then the part threes are just a little bit touchy and like harder too. So, but I think, like I said, I think someone's going to shoot a 1085 and I think the overall, the few rounds, I mean, I think it's going to be close to 40 under to win, which is so doable. I mean, realistically you shoot a seven, eight, nine or better. It's, it's so doable out there. It's so doable. Especially like being it wide open and like the margin of error to miss is not that much too so like you can miss your line by a few feet or even farther and like you're still gonna have a good shot you know yeah yeah you're not not dealing with tree kicks left and right and all that good stuff um interesting well i'm excited for it and we're gonna talk more about it next week for sure uh, as the preview to the tournament itself when are you headed out to vegas i'm actually thinking heading out on sunday uh presno flies in on sunday night or whatever so i'm gonna try and leave here afternoon or something try and get around him and pick him up i know a lot of the we got the mvp airbnb that Presno stuck into so we kind of just kind of hang out and a lot of people are flying in and i got i'll be the ride guy so i'll have my car driving up and we're staying within a mile so everybody's i mean we got ams we got pros which is nice because we can uber or they can uber they can drive they can drop them off so it's gonna be nice this is the same crew we hanged out with last year so i'm excited just to kind of hang out with the with the team and just kind of it's kind of like work again, you know, like I'm out, out there yeah. to play, to, to have fun, see everybody. Cause like, I haven't seen everybody since almost USCDC or tour championship, unless like a few people here in, in uh, Arizona. So I'm excited. It's just, I mean, it's like I said, it's almost like Christmas again, like countdown to Christmas and you get there and you're like new day. Let's, let's do it. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just a quick aside to Presnell. I mean, if he's that upset about the hole being removed in Vegas. I mean, come on now. You just won the Super Bowl. Let's let's let it slide. I mean, yeah, dude, they on. got lucky. That guy was offsides. <laughs> the guy, freaking, we all we all saw it. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Uh, exciting. Very very excited. I'm I'm excited to talk to you about the the tournament itself next week and and actually obviously watch as much of it as I can. Won't be able to watch much on Sunday because Sunday is when my tournament is, and I'll talk about that next week. That's that's nothing too major. But uh, let's uh, move on quick here to uh, – just wanted to update everybody on uh, the auction that we talked about last week for Johnny McRae uh, with proceeds going to Johnny McRae. Uh, I've really just kind of let the ball slip on this one. I apologize about that. We're going to get that going here in the next couple days, probably even maybe even before this podcast drops, I'll get that posted. Um, so keep an eye out for that on our social medias. Also, uh, I just wanted to give a personal shout out here to a local disc golfer uh, by the name of Anthony Chase. He actually TD'd the very first tournament that I ever played in last year. Um, he's He plays out at Sportsman's Park in Charles City, Iowa quite a bit. Uh, over this winter he was involved in a pretty rough car accident and broke an awful lot of bones. I mean, thankfully he's alive and the other car involved, everybody's alive from what I understand and, and getting better. So, um, but Anthony, uh, also has a, in the same, same vein as Johnny McRae, you know, health insurance is an issue. Um, Anthony's not a pro by any means. He's just an amateur guy who absolutely loves the sport of disc golf, but, uh, there is a uh, GoFundMe set up for him that I've been sharing on my social medias and also plan on doing a little bit of a, um auction slash sale of, of some extra discs that I have on my end. So keep an eye on my social media for something like that because I'm going to help uh, out there as much as I can. And then the other thing that I want to mention, obviously every episode we talk about our sponsors, Yardbirds Disc Golf, Chain Shark Disc Golf, uh, Sam Sauce, Parframe Disc Golf Racks, and Adam Vosberg. Appreciate all you guys. And, of course, uh, excuse me, Disc Golf 978. Uh, can't forget you guys out there for sure. And uh, I wanted to bring up another kind of sponsorship-ish opportunity that we have here. Um, and this is something I talked to Jordan about just a little bit. Uh, I personally have been kind of sponsored by a supplement company um, called Caged. It used to be called Caged Muscle. Um, it's a group that I've, or a company that I've believed in for quite a while and use their products as 
nutrition and fitness are huge for me. Um, and I'm actually now technically sponsored by them, which is really, really kind of cool and kind of crazy for me to talk about. But um, I just wanted to let everybody know what's out there. Check my social medias because I've got a special discount code that anybody can use to get 15% off your, your order and all that good stuff. And we're going to extend it here on the show as a trial basis. Cage Muscle and Cage were uh, interested enough in what we had to offer to say that you know, let's try this and see if it works out and see about sponsoring the show more down the road. Um, so we're going to give it a try. I have a special link and a coupon code for everybody. So uh, I'll put it in the show notes itself and then also all over my social media because I'm all about that. So just wanted to throw that out there for sure and let everybody know about that. And uh, let's see. Man, Jordan, am I forgetting anything here? Yeah, I. we both were in fantasy drafts. Oh shoot! Yeah, let's yep. let's, let's talk about this. Uh, so we're in different drafts. Uh, we're so in skip base. JVD Johnny V from Smashbox. He has his website, uh, Skip Ace or whatever. And it now this year they're implementing a fantasy disc golf. So imagine like fantasy football, baseball, hockey, all those fun sports, but for disc golf. So Josh actually drafted before me, and I I was number. Five, I think, or were you number five? Or no, you I four? was. You were five. I was three. Okay, even better. So I was the fifth pick. So let's talk over our teams, and I'll go first. So I was number five. Okay, so I have my team right here. I have my first pick, and obviously it's a snake draft. So uh, my team is Adam Hammes as my fifth pick, which is just like, all right, you, you take Dickerson or Hammes. I said, I'm going Hammes right now because Hammes has been on fire and he's going to be playing all the tour stops. I wasn't too sure on uh, Dickerson because I know like traveling yeah. in the past wasn't too, like he wasn't going to go like the Portland swing, the California swing. So I was like, all right, Hammes is going right away. And all right, so second pick, I went with the world champ, James, same concept. He's on fire. He's putting well. He's throwing the disc well, and this guy has motivation. Like he's hungry. Like he wants another one. Um, then number three, the third pick, I went with no, 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 Nico Lacastro, uh, oh. <laughs> new, new new sponsored Sports Center top ten guy, and he's grinding. I mean, no, I know he's the one of the hardest uh, players out there on the MP so MPO side. He's always grinding. He's always posting on social media, and I figured like. He has that motivation. Same thing with that fuel. Like after the West Side whole scenario, then getting the new sponsor. I think he's going to be like, all right, he has, he's going, he's going hard. Then I picked up Thomas Gilbert. I mean, the guy's four and zero. Like why, yep. why not? Like I saw his name, I was like, all right, game over. He's he's on it. Like four and zero going into Vegas. He's Vegas bombs. Vegas putts. He has both. He's going to kill it. Uh, yep. That one of my good friends, uh, Casey White. Casey White, I mean, he's he's right there. He's, I mean, we saw Texas States. He shredded. He played so well out there, and he's. Imp- I thought of it like um, Paige said, "Who's on social media killing it this year?" Casey. Casey is absolutely yep. killing it. Social media, YouTube, practicing. He was in Jacksonville. He was in Tampa. He was in Austin. He texted me today. He's like, hey, I might park at your house tonight. And I was like, all right, dude, there's the address. Park, <laughs> it, park in the driveway. Like, he's driving from Texas, coming to Phoenix for a few days, and going to Vegas. So I was like, all right, him. Then uh, Raven Newsome, he was the pick where it's just like, all right, I got to go him or somebody else. And I was like, all right, I'm going Raven. I mean, he. I talked to him, and, like, we did our um, our – interview with him it's spoiler if yep. no one caught or if we didn't spoil it hasn't that been released yet it's okay. it's coming it's coming all right sorry for ruining it but i picked raven and like just during our interview you could tell like how hungry he is and like he wasn't playing like obviously he hasn't been playing as much since like maple hill gmc or like the usdc tour championship because he's recovering his elbow and he's like yeah my elbow feels good and i was like "Ooh, that sounds like he's like positive he's hungry so i picked him for my uh for my uh set my sixth pick and save the best for last right and i picked myself i picked myself for the final pick he was it was me right there and i was like all right do i take myself or not and i was like so close to i was like all right i'm gonna take my chance because there are some tournaments where i feel like all right i feel like i have a chance of placing the the top five top ten and like like Josh knows, like watching the coverage, it's putts. I mean, if I practice putts, mm-hmm. then I'm right there. I mean, my I feel like my drives are 
1040, 1030, 1050, like right there. Then my approaches are getting better and better. Like I'm practicing. I've, I've been on social media. I've been throwing the disc well. Like I don't, I think I've had probably under 10 off days here in Phoenix since uh, USCDC just because we're playing leagues, we're playing cash rounds, we're playing uh, at field work, we're doing, I'm doing lessons. So like I'm obviously throwing and like I, we have the nice weather. So I was like, all right, I'm going to bet on myself. And like right now I'm, I put myself on the bench because like, who am I going to take over on those guys right now? I know it's, it's just hard. So I'm excited about my team and I feel like I have a good winning chance this year. So how about you? Yeah, I'm going to say right off the bat, I, I love the team and I love the bet on yourself. You're putting, you're not just, you know, it's not just that, yeah, I'm picking myself. Of course I am. It's you, you genuinely believe in yourself. And I think that's, yeah. that's awesome. I love Yeah, it. absolutely. And it's just so. like confidence too. And like confidence in myself and like having that steps and like having the right mindset. I've, I've had a lot yep. of people come up to me and they're like, dude, your mindset's best. And like, I haven't seen you throw the disc well and like throwing holes and parking where I've never parked before. Like these I'm throwing these good shots where it's just like, it's there. It's finally there. And now I just got to get that putt down. And I'm working really hard on it. Yeah. Uh, and spoiler alert, I didn't pick you. Um, I <laughs> I uh, came down to my last pick and you were there and I picked somebody else and it's now come back to bite me just a little bit. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But let's start from the top down. Uh, I had the number three overall pick. The top two picks went Ricky and uh eagle which is exactly what i expected um and was hoping for to be completely honest because with my first pick i got the guy that i wanted most and that was calvin heinberg i think he is absolutely primed for a big year this year um he's got that deal where man he's supposedly in the last year of his contract and contract years tend to be just huge years so I'm, I'm counting on big things from kelvin and after seeing this all-star weekend i think he's he's got that uh, eye of the tiger if you will even if he did go auto draft to begin i think he's just all set to have a big year so big pick up there for me uh with my second pick i picked joel freeman he was sitting there for me i couldn't couldn't deny joel i think he's a, an incredible talent and keeps getting better uh for sure and uh the next one i picked was a good friend of jordan's andrew presnell he was there for me, and I just thought having Freeman and Presnell both on the same team, I had to have that. It just made too much sense. Um, next up was one that one that I should have thought through a little bit better, and that was Emerson Keith. Um, I know he has baby on the way, baby number two on the way, and has a chunk of time in the middle of the summer off. So that's going to be one that I'm probably going to check the waiver wire on, which is kind of a bummer because he's a little bit higher rated than what's left on the waiver wire, but um, it's kind of what you do. Uh, and then with my second to last pick, I was thrilled to see Ben Calloway still there. And I jumped on Ben, get him on my team because uh, as a fellow Iowan, I believe in the guy. He's playing great golf uh, last year and is just getting better. And now that he's going to be touring a little bit more and Discraft Elite team, the whole nine yards, the dude's ready to go off. And with my last pick, instead of taking Jordan, I took uh, – the the now injured, unfortunately, Eric Oakley. I'm um, going to be out for a few months, it seems like, so or a few tournaments. I'm not exactly sure. He hasn't said exactly when yet. But uh, that was kind of a bummer to hear that he was hurt. And we wish him all the best, of course, because uh, we want to see him out on the course for sure and succeeding. But, you know, overall, I was pretty happy with my team. Uh, we'll see come the middle of the year, like I said, when Emerson kind of goes on his leave. Um, how how I'm faring and, and everything like that. But uh, I've definitely got a couple of picks I need to go. And, I mean, right now Eric Oakley is the one that I've got on the bench, which is fine, but I've got to double-check and make sure I've got everybody playing where they need to play as far as playing in Vegas. So, um, yeah, I was pretty happy with my, my league turnout anyways. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good team. Like you said, like it's solid. Like you have that all those uh, tier teams. And like, like you said, Ben Calloway signing the new extension all the confidence in the world, uh, the grip sponsorship, like he's there, man. And especially with that Ledgestone partnership, like his, yeah. he's, he is going to be killing it this year. I think all the guys that we picked are going to be good. So, so hopefully we get a speedy recovery from Eric. Cause like, you know, you and me both, we'd love to see Eric out there, like especially with the new plastic and like all the media he's posting out. And like what you said is like, I drafted Eric because of how happy he is right now. Like posting mm -hmm. all the social media, like, the dude's killing it. Like he's always been good at social media. So, and I texted him, I was like, Hey, speedy recovery. And I can't wait to see you, man. Yeah. And his, you brought up a great point there with what I'd said about, you know, being happy and everything, not just that. I mean, he's been closing his videos, even if it's just a tagline from infinite disc, but he's closing all of his videos with throw what you love. 
And I think that goes a long way. You know, he's able to go out and throw all this plastic and, and put stuff in his bag that he never could under a single sponsorship before. I mean, he's bagging an Envy. I think that's awesome. That's that smart. Uh, and so it's it's just going to be fun to see him out there and, and throwing a lot more stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how the year turns out, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, one other thing I wanted to mention really quick that I thought of while we were chatting about this is uh, it's that time of year I saw an in-the-bag video drop today. Uh, Paige Pierce dropping her in the bag, and it was actually in the bonus bag because she had her bag, she had her backup bags, and all of her tour discs that she takes with her and talked us through all of them, which I thought was really cool. I love in-the-bag stuff. I'm a nut for that. Um, so I definitely watch all that stuff and was great to see that. So it's a time of year. I'm excited. I know everybody's kind of on Ricky's case about getting it in the bag and, and all that good stuff, but uh, same, same with me. Uh, Everybody's been hitting me up, hit me up, especially when you, when you're on film for uh, coverage, I mean, people are just like, Hey Jordan, what was that? I was like, that, Oh, that was my uh, thrill. And they're like, you, you, that's out of production. Right. And I was like, yeah, I got a few though, but like, that's the disc I'm, I'm loving like this whole off season or even say like the, the, the dyed ones. They're like, Oh, that's a reactor. So, but yeah, it's coming out. I mean, I'm I'm working with the. Uh, I got a lot of projects on the on the in the coming soon. I mean, what we've talked about with our with new everything and just, I mean, it's crazy. This year is going to be mind blowing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're waiting on in the bag from you. Also waiting on some sort of a tour schedule um, from you. I think uh, we haven't seen one of those yet. So obviously, we'll get that all figured out, and hopefully, you'll get that out to us here in the near future. Um, or we'll get, you know, more and more people ragging on you for that stuff. So, right. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, cool, man. I think we've covered everything that I had here today. Again, special sh- shout out to all of our sponsors. Um, I saw Johnny McRae is doing better and I haven't heard anything bad from, uh, about Jim Oates. So glad to hear that everybody's doing well. Um, and special shout out again, like I said, to Anthony Chase from here in my area, um, get better buddy. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's what we got. Next week, we're going to talk Vegas. I've got a couple of interview episodes that need to come out here yet uh, with both Raven Newsom and Madison Walker. So uh, that's really cool. I'm excited to get those out. I've been dragging my feet on those, but got a lot of good things going on and fun stuff. And we'll have a lot to talk about next week with Vegas coming up and uh, all sorts of good stuff. So Uh, In that case, guys, we want to thank you all for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you. Let us know if you have any feedback on the show because we want to continue to get better just like we want, uh, you know, you guys to listen. So let us know what we can do better. We'd appreciate it. And uh, until next week, guys, we will see you on the next episode of the Flight Plate Podcast. (laughs) 